to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. To all of my preach brothers, the officers, and to all of God's children, I want to invite your attention this morning to a passage of scripture found in the book of Romans, chapter 7. This is one of my favorite messages. Romans chapter 7, beginning at verse 14. Every now and then, the Lord always takes me back to these scriptures. It says, please stand in honor of the reading of the Holy Writ of God. You may read along silently as I read it aloud. Romans chapter seven, beginning at verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. That do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I would do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, Lord Jesus, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. There's three, three more verses. But I see another law in my members, 
warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God that through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Thus ends the reading of our text. Let's talk about it once again from this topic, naughty by nature. <laughs> naughty by nature. Hmm. It's a good time right now to really confess and if you can't be honest with anybody else, it's a good time to be honest with yourself. Too many times, too many ways, too often we have tried to hide it. You, you, you know what that it is. Too many times we tried to hide it. We've tried to disguise it. But uh, the fact and the truth is that it's, it's in you. Oh, we all come in this house. And uh, when we get here, we are celestial Christians. Grandma and them said, all that glitters ain't gold. Am I right? Oh, I know I'm right. Some things you just can't cover up with Maybelline. Some things you cannot camouflage with a big metallic cross. It's sad, but it is true. We can dress it up, Octavia, but, but God, man looks at the outside. But God looks at the heart. And as sharp as you may be today, as clean and as crystallized as sanitized and as sanctified as you appear to be in here today. Looking good like you took a shower in holy water. But the truth is, whether you said or not, we are all naughty by nature. I know, I, know, I know some people are going to have a problem with this fundamental fact. 
going to have a problem with uh, not only did Paul say it, but they're going to have a problem because I say it. But if you got a problem with me and you got a problem with Paul, take it up with the Lord. Because he said, Carnella, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He said it another way, same thing. All we like sheep have gone astray. Am I right? Well, I know I'm right. But see, but see, see, you get those, those, those sophisticated saints and those, uh, those, those educated saints. And they want to say, yeah, but that says have sin. And have sin is in the past. That means have, that means it's gone away. Therefore, it doesn't apply to me today. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. And I'm going to tell you, the Bible says that you are a liar. First John 1 and 8. Ms. Harris, it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. First John 1 and 8 said that. I didn't write it. I'm just a messenger boy. But then it goes to 1 John 1 and 10. He said, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And we know that God, Ms. Duncan, God cannot lie. So somebody lied, but it ain't God. Am I right? Well, no, I'm right. So, 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 regardless of how long you've been on church road, no matter who your parents is, no matter how educated you may be, you, 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 my friend, and me are all naughty by nature. Now, that's why, that's why I'm glad that this Apostle Paul, he did not try to delude his own self. He didn't try to fool himself. He didn't try to fool others. He came clean. He spoke openly. He spoke boldly. He knew he was who he was, and he also knew what he was capable of. And everybody looking at me right now, your flesh is potentially dangerous. Look at me. Don't look at nobody else. Look at me. Your flesh is potentially dangerous. Yeah, so verse 14, uh, Paul said one of the most amazing confessions that I have ever, ever heard. He said in Romans 7 and 14, Lord, your law, which is your word, 
is spiritual. He said, but I am carnal. I know your word is truth. I know your word is life. I know your word is light. But I am flesh and blood. I know that your word tells me what's right. But the truth is, Lord, I want to do wrong. Mm-hmm, some of y'all got quiet there. You, you were doing all right for a moment. You were saying, man, I'm with me. And then it got quiet there. <laughs> Your word tells me what's right, but I want to do wrong. Uh, I say, you're getting too close, Pastor. Hold up now. Hold up. Time to slow your roll, boy. Slow your roll. And, and I agree. I agree. I'll tell the truth. Deacon Jenkins, I'll tell the truth. Sometimes you may not actually do it. But that doesn't mean you didn't want to. Bad pastor, bad pastor. You, and, and, and Belinda, this is how you can tell one of those, those hypocrites. That, that's my word, I made it up. A hypocrite. This is how, because when you start talking about stuff and things people are doing wrong, then they start giving you their resume. They'll start saying, I come to church, I come to Bible study. I go to Sunday school. But the truth is, everybody. We might know what is right, but there are sometimes you sure want to try what's wrong. Cause know why? Because you're naughty by nature. Well, let me give you some. Let me give you some relief here, cause I, I've been going pretty strong. Actually, if yes, you, if you there, then you've been thinking about it or want to do it or whatever it is, you are actually experiencing the first stage of healing. And the first stage of healing is confession. The first stage. Deacon Demetrius of healing is confession. When you can openly and honestly, without reservation, without hesitation, admit to an all-knowing God, I still need to be worked on. Some writer said said that say, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. I know I thank God for that yet. First John 1 and 9 Claire declares, if we confess our sin, listen now. Even our thoughts. He is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse 
from all unrighteousness. In other words, if I tell him about it, he can clean me up. He can clean my thoughts. If I tell him about it, he can help me not do what I want to do. So when I first give myself, I give myself an examination and stop pointing fingers at other folk, I realize, Billy, that it's me, is me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer because I'm naughty by nature. Somebody shout glory. There's another stage of healing, and that stage of healing is not just confession, but that stage of healing is confrontation. I found it at verses 15 down through 23, he's confronting. Paul confronts the image of himself. He looks at himself. He doesn't look at anybody else. He puts the microscope on himself, and he decides that what's going on on the inside is a wrestling match that's going on every day. Yeah, if you notice those verses from 15 to 23, he says something like this, Brother Hooper, he said, sometimes I do what I shouldn't do. He said, sometimes I even do the things that I hate. He said, I hate it, but I do it anyway. That's real talk. That's, that's 100 right there. Paul talks not only about the sin, Melinda, of commission, but he talks about the sin of omission. He said, he said, you see, you see, get this, get this, the sin of omission. To not do what is right is just as bad as doing what is wrong. I'm, I'm going to say that one again. No, you take this one home. To not do what is right is just as bad as doing what is wrong. But look where he, when he did this exam, examination, when he did this total investigation, guess what he found and where he found it? He found the source of the problem in verse 17. He found the fault, the source of the problem in verse 17. He said, sin dwelleth in me. Sin lives in me. Sin abides in me. And then he goes over in the verse 18 and he, he, he kind of he uh, says it another way. He says, in me dwelleth no good thing. In me dwelleth no good thing. That's why he found the source of the problem. So I got to tell whoever you are looking at me right now, forget about how good you look. Sin dwelleth. You don't care about how much money you have. Sin dwelleth. I'm talking about from the pulpit to the pew. From the post to the pillar. From the wall to the hall. 
from the ceiling to the carpet, from the altar to the attic. I got a whole lot of these. But simply the Bible says, you were born in sin. You were shaping in iniquity. That means everybody is naughty by nature. So Paul, I, as Paul said, I must confront this demon. Verse 22, he said, I delight myself in the law of the Lord. Verse 23, he said, but I see something else in my body. Sin dwelleth in me, mm. but I see something else in my body. Sin dwelleth in me, but I see something else in my body. He says it's warring against my spirit. He says there's a battle going on on the inside. He said whatever this is that's in man other than my sin is trying to bring me into captivity. It's trying to make me become its slave. What is that in my body? Paul at another point said, it's a thorn in my flesh. High five somebody say, you got one too. There's a thorn in your flesh. Can I come in just a little closer? Somebody looking at me right now had one of these three struggles that's called a thorn in your flesh. Sin dwelleth, but one of these is wrestling with you. One is a struggle of sin hangover. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle Sin hangover. That, 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 that's when, that's when, Diane fought. Uh, that's when uh, you already have done it. And it won't leave you alone. That's all right. Don't raise your hand. Keep your hand down. Keep your hand down. It, it, it's, it's that unresolved. It is unresolved sin because it's unconfessed sin and unconfronted sin. And tell the truth. You said that thing that you never really spoke about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never said a word. And, and you just hope that God wasn't watching. Or maybe that he forgot. But somehow your, 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 your conscience won't leave you alone. Hmm, somebody looking at me right now. Guilt won't let you sleep well. Skeletons in the closet. Whole bodies in the closet. Mummies. That is in the closet. <laughs> you 
had that affair your wife didn't know about, your husband didn't know about, but it's still bothering you today. You secretly had that abortion that nobody else knows, but it's still bothering you today. Stole some money <laughs> from your friends and your family, and it's still bothering you today. You lied on your best friend to try to get what he had, and it's still bothering you today. Let me tell you, y'all wonder how I come up with this stuff. The Holy Ghost gave me this stuff. <laughs> um, there's a battle going on on the, on the inside of your heart, on the inside of your soul, on the inside of your mind. You have a sin hangover. You ever, never hate to admit it to yourself, even though you know it's true, that you are naughty by nature. Struggle number two, not just a sin hangover, but it's a sin flashback. Mm -hmm. I see some heads bobbing now. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. They ain't say a word. <laughs> Couldn't get an amen, but I could get a head bob. Yeah, but <laughs> a sin flashback. That's when that old man keeps trying to take over the new man. The same, same things you said you were gonna never do no more. They start creeping back in your mind. That old man wasn't dead. He just playing possum. He was just waiting. He was just resting. He was just waiting. Uh, then remission, not cured. Uh, somehow you seem to remember, and when you remember, did you know that you remember in living color? <laughs> That's good, Claude. I like that. <laughs> you remember in living color. When you remember things, you remember every little detail. You know the time of day, what color the sky was, what you had on, that song that was on the radio, even when you even tried not to think, you still think about it. And there it is, there it is. Just when you think it's safe, Freddy Krueger is alive again. If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> I'm having a, such a good time. 
Flashbacks, get this, simply reminds you that you are naughty by nature. Third and final struggle, other than the sin flashback and other than the sin hangover, is when you have sin recycled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when you get caught up in a sin loop. Keep running to the same old no good folks. Keep doing the same no good things. And guess what? Every day you say you're going to quit. But somehow you get left alone to your thoughts. And before you know it, what you said you wasn't going to do, where you said you wasn't going to go, you start putting on your shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and out the door you go. <laughs> over and over. Again, too weak to stop. Get mad at yourself for yielding to temptation. Get mad at yourself for being naughty by nature. I'm coming to a close with it now. I, we, we dealt with two things. We dealt with three struggles and two things. We dealt with the struggle of sin hangover, sin flashback, and sin recycle. We dealt with two benefits, this confession stage and the confronting stage, but I want to close dealing with the last stage, and that's the conclusion stage. And it's found in verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. The conclusion stands. Paul acknowledged that he was a wretch. Paul acknowledged that he had some uncontrollable desires. Paul acknowledged from time to time he didn't do right, couldn't think right. There was nothing good in him. He acknowledged that he had a sin hangover, a sin flashback. He had a sin recycle. He acknowledged that there was no good thing that was in him. He said, sin dwelleth in me. But Paul had the sense enough to ask the great deliverance question. The great deliverance question. Who shall deliver me? Uh, who shall Deliver me from myself. Farrakhan can't do that. Muhammad can't do that. Buddha can't do it. Stop depending on presidents. Clinton didn't do it. Bush didn't want to do it. Obama didn't do it. Trump show didn't do it. All I'm trying to tell you is can't nobody do me like Jesus. 
Can't nobody <laughs> do me like the Lord because he knows, he knows my nature. He knows that I was formed in sin. He knows that I was shapen in sin. But why I know Jesus had my best interest at heart is because the Bible says that while I was a yet sinner, anybody was a yet sinner, while I was a yet sinner, he died just for me. He died just for me. For me, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. But by his stripes, by his stripes, by his stripes. Somebody say he did not wait till I was just right. He did not wait till I got right. He did not wait for me to find out how did I come to the Lord just as I am without one plea. But blood is blood. Say somebody shout glory. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that flood.
Thank you, Jesus.